Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. Russia has always been a land of mystery and confusion, and nowhere is this more evident than in the area of religious liberty. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, is on the line to talk about the country and its newest challenges when it comes to individual freedoms to worship the God of choice. Lincoln, what do we need to know? Well, we need to know that in spite of the cliché, which is now passé, of a secular communist Russia under the Soviet Union, that's been a few years ago now, and Russia has clearly reverted to what it was well over a thousand years, a strongly Christian society. That's going to come as news to a lot of people who don't follow history. Give us a description of what Russia was like before the Red Tide. Well, before the Red Tide... Russia was a feudal country, at least as far as its governing elite. It saw itself as very European. In fact, for hundreds of years, the uh, czars and the uh, the aristocracy of Russia all spoke uh, French. Mm-hmm. They didn't even speak Russian. They saw themselves as European elite, and they ruled autocratically, to be sure. Nothing admirable about that. But the, the rule of the czars right up until the Bolshevik Revolution was a combination of the uh, aristocracy and their autocratic ways using an alliance with the Christian church to maintain control of body and spirit over a vast army of serfs. Hmm. And the Eastern Orthodox Christian church has more bona fides than any other aspect presently of the Christian church. The Roman Catholic church, which makes huge claims really is the usurped side of Christianity, the Western side of Christianity, that for many, many years was second fiddle to Constantinople or Istanbul today, where Rome supported what we call today the Eastern Orthodox Church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And by a complicated process, Roman Catholicism won the day, including in uh, an infamous Fourth Crusade, where they sent the Crusaders to sack Constantinople and to overthrow the religious rival that was there. And today, the whole of Eastern Europe is Eastern Orthodox. And Russia is overwhelmingly an Eastern Orthodox society. Now, are we talking about grassroots here? Are we talking about the the guy that runs the the, the fruit market down, down the road? He is strongly Eastern Orthodox? Absolutely. And we're also talking about the guy that runs the country. Putin okay. is very... Uh, I did not say too much about his personal beliefs, per se, but he's closely identified himself with the Eastern Orthodox Church. Just a few uh, days ago, there was a huge scene I saw on YouTube of Vladimir Putin in a large Christian church with hundreds of Eastern Orthodox priests all gathered around. The uh, metropolitans or the divines of the, the church were clustered next to him as he held forth and said unambiguously, that Russia is a Christian Eastern Orthodox society and that he will govern in association with the church. Okay, he will govern in association with the church. Unpack that for us. What was it like before and why is that new and radical today? 
it was like that before the communist revolution, but yes. during communism, right, religion right. was repressed. Yes, yes. They didn't totally close down the Eastern Orthodox faith, but they restricted it. In fact, under Stalin, the priests were killed by the thousands. Right. I mean, there was a pogrom against them, but belief continued. But most of the churches were turned into museums or, or civic centers. Very limited practice of religion was allowed. Anybody that continued their faith, and of course there were other minorities, Seventh Adventists operated during that period, but all people of faith, including the majority Eastern Orthodox, that continued to practice their faith, had no real active part in, in the communist structure. They would not typically be party members, nor would get uh, major positions. That all ended with the collapse of the Soviet Union, and people came back out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, the church practices uh, reinvigorated, And progressively, in the last few decades, we've seen an increase in the political prerogatives of the Eastern Orthodox Church. Originally, religious freedom flourished after the change from communism. Mm -hmm. But then there was a process where all religions had to become registered to be allowed to uh, function. Eastern Orthodox Church even used its influence with the government to uh, deregister some of their uh, overseas competitors. And that quickly turned into a sort of persecution. Even, even the uh, Salvation Army were deregistered at one point and persecuted. Okay. And we've now reached the point, like I say, where Vladimir Putin very publicly, with all of these metropolitans standing around him, said that there's now a cooperative venture between the church and the state, and it's what defines Russia today. Now, shouldn't we as Christians just sort of go, phew, I'm glad that's over. Now people can worship uh, the God they want there, and they can, they can bow down, and they can go to church, and they can read literature. Is that what's going on over there now? That's part of it, and you could say that's good. The downside of it is it now means that the Eastern Orthodox Church will do what it did before and what the Catholic Church did in Europe in, for our ages. It now is, is empowered to... Uh, actively uh, restrict other faiths, mm. other uh, denominations. Okay. And I've seen uh, videos recently of the local priest leading a group of members toward uh, a religious display of a Protestant sect, and they just trash it, tip the tables over, and hit people and tell them to get lost, mm. because it's not a Russian form of religion. The other thing is that just as communism inspired Russians and their satellites to aggressive actions around the world politically, now, uh, religion will be the handmaiden, Eastern Orthodox religion will be the handmaiden to uh, actions by Mother Russia to enlarge its influence, because uh, it's all rolled up together. It's now a religious imperative to uh, honor Russia internationally by its actions. I tell you what, I get tired of this, Lincoln. The devil just makes me weary. He either uses a government or a society or a culture, or another church to keep people from worshiping and obeying God the way they want to worship and obey God. Do you realize, Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, that you are fighting against the devil himself with your magazine? Yes. Well, the Bible says we're not just fighting against regular forces. We're against Mm. principalities and powers in the highest places. Mm, mm. And we wonder sometimes why our government just doesn't come up with an answer and go over and make it happen, because we're dealing with the devil here, we're dealing with Satan, we're dealing with evil in this universe, and it is not a simple answer. But there are steps we can take. Lincoln, what would you recommend some of the steps that we need to take for Mother Russia? 
Well, we need to pray for Russia. We can't do much with Russia. It's a separate autonomous country, obviously. But I think in the United States, we can be wary about forming the same sort of alliance. Mm. It won't be quite the same if it forms, and it seems to be forming. But some sort of acceptable faith center, whether it's an amalgamation of, of the major faith groups, perhaps led by the chairman of the board, one of the cardinals, because Roman Catholicism has encouraged this sort of coming home to father approach. We've seen it before, and it could easily be that this group, this politically supportive mainline religious coalition, could sort of stand to the right shoulder of the state and use the state to force religious conformity and use the power of prayer and and religious persuasion to encourage people to support the state's activities. We don't want it to happen here. It's not good. Separation of church and state would argue against it, but unfortunately too many of our fellow Christians sort of even spit on that concept. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand why you are so passionate about this, because in doing these programs for these years with you, I I recognize there's something driving you, Lincoln Steed. There's something inside you and your entire crew there at, at Liberty Magazine you realize who the enemy is, you realize how strong the enemy is, but you also realize that there are dangers, even in our own country, of us not looking at history, not looking at other countries, and doing the very same thing. Am I on the right track? Absolutely. You know, history, uh, as well as the Bible and, and the principles that faith gives us, history can be a guide, often giving salutary lessons of what to avoid, yes. what not to do. Yes. But so often human beings, because we are creatures of habit, and for heaven I think we must be quite predictable. (laughs) We tend to do the same, uh, make the same mistakes and fall into the same traps over and over again. And uh, just as as it's very obvious that the world at the moment is heading toward ever more complicated and more violent clashes, whether it's over oil or ideology or alliances for political influence in a region, all of this is increasing, and increasingly, religion plays a role in it. And that always brings us back to a question I ask you most of the time when we talk about these issues. Let's bring this into the pew, into the church, the local church. There's a person sitting there with his, with his hands on his Bible, and then beside him is his wife and maybe the two and a half kids. And they're sitting there, and they're saying, okay, I hear you, Lincoln Steed. I know what you're saying. What can I do to help this situation? Well, the Bible says the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. (laughs) I do think uh, this is a time that people of faith need to pray fervently that God will not just overrule, which he can do, but that he will move on the hearts of people to behave morally and correctly in their environment and obviously avoid things like these unholy joinings of church and state. We have a website, listener, that I invite you to visit. It's www.libertymagazine.org. Why do I want you to visit there? Because you can subscribe to the magazine, and most important, you can send this magazine to people who need to be reading it, maybe in your community. How do they do that, Lincoln? Tell us how that works. Our goal is to get Liberty Magazine to thought leaders all across the United States, politicians, lawyers, mayors, you know, all of these types of people. Well, They don't know that they need it until we send it to them. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But somebody has to make that happen. Mm. And so, uh, yes, we depend on people of good spirit and good intention to send us the $6 per uh, subscription, and and we mail it to these people. 
many of our listeners can get that same benefit by going to our website and reading it. But we know that, like a mayor, it's very unlikely he will just sort of randomly find our website, even if we told him about it. That's sort of putting a lot on his shoulders and chance that he will see it. We want it to be on his desk, issue after issue. And so we depend on our partners, those that are moved by the religious liberty imperative to send us the money and to pray for the success of the ideas that we've incorporated there. They're they're a combination of moral view of religious liberty, a biblical view, a historic view. There's legal arguments, of course, uh, in the United States, religious liberty and the separation of church and state and and uh, the, the, the conscience rights of the individual, these are all protected by the Constitution. You know, that's a wonderful advantage. Absolutely. Not true in every country. Yeah. Everybody has different challenges, and every system at the moment in the whole world is under stress, and you can't take any system or any freedom for granted anymore. www.libertymagazine.org is the website. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. Thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. My pleasure. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today.